Welcome to this special edition series of Penta Communications' top growth podcast, Emerging Stronger. Produced to help leaders gain valuable insight into strategies to help them lead their organizations more effectively through the coronavirus epidemic. Our host, Deborah Penta, interviews several leading experts in various disciplines, bringing together a well-rounded, all-star lineup on subjects such as positive thinking, wellness, business growth, and how to sell out of an economic downturn. Well, good day, and in today's podcast, Emerging Stronger, we talk about the three deadly assumptions that kill sales and how to cure them with author of Stop Killing Deals, George Bonten. George Bonten is a lifelong entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience in the software space. In his compelling new book, Stop Killing Deals, which just debuted last month, George reveals what he calls the three deadly assumptions that plague sales and how to unmask them. As the creator of the award-winning sales enablement platform, Membrane, George has led the charge in advocating for better and more effective technologies to serve modern and complex B2B teams. In his compelling new book, which just debuted, he contends that the sales industry has been blaming all the wrong stuff for its lack of significant improvement. George believes that it is not the technology, it's not the training, nor is it the leadership or even the salespeople themselves, but rather it is the subconscious assumptions they make about sales. George reveals three core bad assumptions, along with how each one impacts sales effectiveness, and then he demonstrates how to expose these assumptions inside your organization. He shows leaders how to remove the sting from those ineffective assumptions and replace them with supportive beliefs that allow for a more effective approach to sales. He lays out a framework for achieving world-class sales performance based on the understanding of the essential humanity of both salespeople and buyers. George, welcome, and we are so delighted to have you here today with us. Thank you, Deborah. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Well, thank you. And so tell us, George, everyone is wondering, what was the impetus behind writing this, this really interesting new book? Yeah, it's, uh, it was my own failures <laughs> in uh, building a successful sales team. Uh, and that was the same impetus for building the company that I, I founded that, and that you mentioned I'm, I'm now running called Membrane because I, I did a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes. And after s- sort of sitting down and really thinking uh, deeply about these topics, that's when I realized that I couldn't blame the salespeople that I had, I had hired that did not uh, perform as I expected them to. And I could not uh, blame the recruiters who helped me recruit those people. But the, the, on, the, the only sort of common den- denominator in all of those failures was me. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that, that was the impetus for starting this company and also writing the book. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think that happens a lot. You know, leaders all the time are looking for reasons why things aren't working, why this isn't happening. And, and I think especially in the world of sales, you know, it's like, oh, everything gets blamed. And, and I love the fact that you used your hindsight in your own personal experiences to look in the mirror and say, wait a minute. You know, let's get real with this and, um, and let's figure this out. 
Yeah, yeah, it was a painful insight, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was, but I'm sure it's, it was very valuable. And, and so your hindsight in coming to the conclusions that you did are really going to help so many sales organizations and businesses um, all over the world just really um, force uh, leaders to take a look in the mirror and say, okay, wait a minute. Let's take a step back and figure out what it is that we're doing wrong here. So tell me about what you call these three deadly assumptions that kill sales. Yes. So the, uh, the first assumption I was making, and I believe uh, many might still be making, was that sales per- people are somehow born. Uh, you either have it or you don't. Um, and of course, just like in sports, for instance, you might have... Uh, you might be born with some traits and 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 uh, some DNA that makes it makes it easier for you to become good at at the profession, but in the most part, it's it's about hard work, training, uh, coaching, and just growing into a profession. Uh, so so salespeople are not born; uh, they are made. So, so that that's the first one. You want me to go through all three of them now, or discuss each? No, no. Well, yeah, (laughs) let's discuss them. And and you know, I I think that that's so true because people have said, oh, well, you know what, this guy's a born salesperson, or this person has all the the right stuff, and they are they're going to be a great salesperson. But you know, you're right. That is not necessarily true. While some people have the characteristics, the personality traits that can aid them. And becoming really strong salespeople, um, you really do need to learn so much and get the proper yeah. training and skills and coaching. And also, I think these traits that you mentioned, they are very, very different depending on what type of selling environment you're engaging in, right? So when, when people say, oh, he or she is such a good salesperson, they often think about that person being very uh, talkative, social, uh, extroverted, etc., and and that that might be good uh, good um, traits to have in in the sales profession. But also, if you're selling, let's say you're in a very complex sales environment or a very technical sales environment, uh, those traits might not be the most important traits to have to be successful in, in that type of selling environment. So I think that we're making assumptions also not only on on the salesperson being born, but on those traits that make a good salesperson because those traits are, uh, are and requirements and, uh, and aspects of being a good salesperson will differ depending on what you sell. Yeah, that is so true. When you think about professional services, uh, like the legal profession that has really emerged in trying to make rainmakers within law firms. I mean, this has been something that happened a couple uh, decades ago, um, trying to make um, attorneys responsible for driving their own billings and the billings of the firm. And then you look at engineers and um, people that are selling um, multi-level and complex sales that they need the, the engineering background or whatever the expertise is in order to bring that to the table to identify problems. Yes. Um, because you can't really help anyone unless you're identifying their problem first. So, um, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, so let's talk about the second Deadly. Yes. Yeah, the second assumption that I find to be uh, killing deals and, and performance in sales is that we might think that salespeople also have some kind of innate discipline to do what 
uh, and do whatever it takes to achieve the targets that we have set up for them. <laughs> uh, so they're, they're, they're competitive, they're going to go for it, they're ambitious, they're motivated, and we just assume these things. Uh, but in, in reality, human beings in general aren't very disciplined. Um, and uh, we can't hardly go from one meal to another without having a snack, even though we know we shouldn't, right? So <laughs> discipline is, is really difficult for all human beings and, and salespeople are no different. They're also human beings. So the, having discipline or is, is also something that you really have to work on uh, and, and get assistance and coaching to really understand what drives you and motivational aspects. And there's so many other aspects that go into actually having discipline right so yeah being disciplined is is the next one i think we we sometimes take for granted that salespeople ought to be disciplined more disciplined than others yeah and, and that makes perfect sense as well because you know very often you see salespeople who will make some sales and then all of a sudden they get into this comfort zone where they don't need to do what they have to do on a daily basis to continue that growth um, yeah. to reach the objectives that are being set forth by their managers or the company. And so as a result, they wonder, why aren't my sales consistent? Why am I not reaching the level that I need to be reaching? How come, you know, this isn't working? And then they, they on their own will come up with their own things to blame. And yeah. when, they, when they really do need themselves to look in the mirror and think about what they're not doing on a daily basis. So um, that is, that's very, very true. And, and what is the third What's the third assumption? Yeah, that, that's this idea that human beings, both sellers and buyers, are rational. <laughs> <laughs> I think Why would we think that, George? Why? <laughs> that is kind of weird that we do think that. So if I just tell someone that this is going to be fantastic for them, why aren't they buying? Um, so this goes both for for the sellers, uh, and then we think about why aren't they doing what they should be doing as salespeople. But also, of course, for buyers, why aren't buyers buying when we've shown them all the good stuff we have? <laughs> uh, it's completely rational for them to buy, but they don't. That makes that's that's exactly right. And so, but how do leaders identify that they have these issues within their organizations? How do they know that these assumptions are being made? How, how do you identify them? Yeah, I mean, the, the obvious ones, of course, is a lack of performance. Uh, inconsistent performance, not not reaching the targets, uh, having a lot of turnover, salespeople coming and going, and uh, a lot of finger pointing, like I did uh, in my previous uh, company when I was sort of blaming recruiters, blaming salespeople uh, for performance not being at the levels I, I wanted them to be. Uh, just inconsistency is, is something I, I, I believe a lot of sales leaders and company leaders struggle with where they see a pipeline uh, their salespeople have all this stuff in the pipeline but nothing is closing when when it should be closing uh, that's also a symptom of course that's something there's a lot of assumptions going on somewhere at some level uh, so, so really looking at all these symptoms that are going on and, and asking the right questions about them instead of finger pointing. Yeah, that's, that's really great advice. And, and if you had to, to leave us with a quick snapshot of what are the key components of a good framework that can be used for achieving world-class sales performance, what would that look like? 
Well, first off, you really have to understand who you are trying to help. So who are your buyers? Uh, and I, I think sometimes this, this can sound very simplistic and obvious, but, but I see a lot of companies who design their sales processes without really understanding how their buyers are or should be buying whatever you're selling. So I, I think you first off, you really have to have a strategy that is aligned with your buyers and how they buy. And then you need to sort of take that strategy which you've written down, these are, this is the strategy, what we want to achieve, and codify that or create a process, which is not just like, when I say the word process, a lot of people roll their eyes because that's a really boring topic for many people, especially in sales. Yeah. Um, but making a process inform into a sort of a visual, informative, and actionable workflow uh, I think that's the challenge. I mean, how do we make a workflow that is helpful, guiding, and, 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 and easy for our staff to understand and follow? And then, of course, you need to give all your salespeople uh, or customer-facing people, customer people uh, the skills uh, and the knowledge in order to have these value-added discussions and dialogues uh, with, with the buyer so that they actually get to trust you, learn you, to know you, trust you, and coach a lot. Um, and uh, this is something that is also not done enough by sales leaders and in organizations in general, I believe. It's given a lot of lip service, but really helping each of your individuals to achieve more uh, by understanding where who they are, what motivates them, how they're aligned with the company and the buyers, and just getting the best out of each person. And then the last point, which I believe a lot of salespeople, or sorry, sales leaders and managers are struggling with a bit, uh, is just analyzing. So looking at the actual data coming out from the actions that your salespeople are doing. What is happening? What is working? What is not working? How can we change our strategy, uh, process, training, coaching, and this whole system to just improve? And that's a continuous movement, right? Always improve everything. Yeah, those are great tips. And I think that they're going to be incredibly valuable to our listeners um, and uh, really, really love it. Now, if somebody wants to purchase your book, um, is it available on Amazon? It's on Amazon as a Kindle and, and a paperback. So just search for Stop Killing Deals and you'll, you'll hopefully find it. Well, that's wonderful. So I think um, this has been a wonderful segue into that. I'm sure that I um, hope that a lot of our listeners will read this book. I think it will be really good, help, helpful information for them. And is there anything that you want to add before uh, you go back to uh, doing what you need to get done on this uh, crazy busy day? <laughs> now just keep safe everyone in these crazy times and uh, if anyone wants to connect with me I'm, I'm very active on LinkedIn so just insert my name there and I'll be happy to, to answer any questions that might have come up thank you so much thank you and I hope that uh, you stay safe and healthy and uh, looking forward to inviting you back on the show to talk more about this thank you very much thanks for having me thank you take care George you too bye bye bye